Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Dr. Jeremy Weiss here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. And I'm here with Sarah Brenner, and uh, I will formally introduce Sarah in a second, but I like to always mention past episodes people should check out. Past episodes, we had uh, David Allen of Getting Things Done, uh, which is a classic, uh, and Michael Gerber of The E-Myth, and many, many more. So check out more episodes on the podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. And if you've had team members ask you the same questions over and over again, and maybe the 10th time you spent explaining it, there is a better way. There is a solution. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. And I was talking to one of the owners, Owen, not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life or death situations to run their operations. So you can use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing and empowering your team. Sign up for a free 14-day trial. No credit card is required. You can go to sweetprocess.com. That's sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process. I'm excited to introduce Mrs. Sarah Brenner as the Director of Quality Assurance for the Belvedere School District 100. This is her 18th year working for the school district, so she knows her way around. She has previously served in various capacities from classroom teacher to principal to central office administrator. Sarah, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much. Glad to be here today. So I want to talk, uh, first start off with just tell me a little bit more about the organization and what you do. Yeah, um, I'm part of the Belvedere School District. Um, we are a school district that services early childhood through 12th grade students. We have six elementary schools, two middle schools, two high schools, and an alternative high school. And so really, um, we've utilized um, Sweet Process as a way for our organization, our building leaders, and some of our certified and non-certified staff um, to have an area as a go-to and a reference in some of our training and onboarding. There's a lot to organize with what you do in all of that. Um, how did you discover Sweet Process in the first place? Yep. yep. So I am new to the quality assurance director role. Um, this is my second year in that position. It was a new position for the school district. I previously was a principal at a large um, early childhood through eighth grade building and um, transitioned to this position. And really one of the things the district wanted to work on was again, streamlining our processes, um, having a way where, especially with onboarding new staff, that we'd have some go-tos and additionally really staying compliant with um, a lot of our board policy. And so um, part of my role is also working with admin procedures and aligning that to our board policy. And a lot of those are very process related um, than the work that we need to do to be in legal compliance um, with what we need and what the state of education requires as well. Mm. So and what was, so, go ahead. And, yep. And so we had um, started to look when I transitioned into this role, my superintendent and I on finding a way that we could have a place to store um, our current standard operating procedures, our district level admin procedures. And so we um, started to kind of have a, a generic research process via the web 
And then I spent some time um, probably meeting with 10 to 15 different companies and vendors, um, had some web calls that I had met with them. And really after that time, kind of came back to my superintendent with some pros and cons of the different um, organizations I connected with, the different platforms I had seen, um, and really then just decided that sweet process based on some of the functionality and the everyday work that we do made the most sense to, to proceed with. So this is our second year utilizing the platform. That's a serious discovery process. Sarah, what stuck out to you? Because you evaluated a lot of options. So what, what stuck out to a sweet process? I think one of the things that it's easy for people to search. Um, and so if they have a topic that they're looking for, um, health, life, safety, or, or um, how we handle um, communication, those kinds of things, or how we handle um, DCFS investigations and those kinds of things, that, that staff can search that to find the information and, and whatnot. That, that was a big place that we liked. Additionally, there's a knowledge base function within the platform, and that really is a great way that all of our stakeholders, whether it be parents, um, staff, and or um, especially some of our clerical that work a lot with our procedures can access the information that they need. So when parents are asking them questions, a lot of times our clerical or their frontline, um, either in person or on the phone to answer questions with our families. And so that was a way where they could readily find the information that they needed and, and those kinds of things. So the, the knowledge base has been a key way for us to communicate information in an organized fashion. Um, additionally, we really thought that we had a lot of standard operating procedures across the district. No one knew they existed because they, they were housed on people's individual Google Drives, Google Docs, even Word documents, some were handwritten. And so it really was an opportunity for us to start to see department-wise what was already out there and what existed. And then really over the past year, being able to create standard operating procedures where we were lacking and or revised ones that needed some improvement as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is what did life look like before? And maybe like a post-it or handwritten something in someone's desk or something like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of it was if, if an individual left the organization, there was no way to know what their process was before or to have access to that information. And so really this is a mechanism that by departments, we have like an HR folder, we have a finance folder, and then people can at the building level, the administrators, the teachers, or the clerical can go in and see, oh, do we have something regarding this and look it up? And then if it's not there, then a lot of times it becomes an opportunity where they communicate with me and that gives us a good work project of something to go to. Or if it is there, then they're able to communicate that information, like I said, to a parent that might be asking or for themselves to know, am I following the right steps and what I need to do, especially when there's new and changing board policy or when we get new staff in, the, in that onboarding process. Yeah. So it sounds like searchability was really a key factor. It sounds like having a knowledge base so people can really find things really easily and even share them sometimes. And just having a kind of a centralized hub as opposed to all these kind of piecemeal Google Docs or, or handwritten pieces of paper. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of our admin procedures, that became more complicated because they were through a different service provider. And again, when I was a building principal, it wasn't readily accessible. People didn't go to it, so they didn't know it existed. So again, this has really created an opportunity for all of our information to be in one place. 
the, the staff know where that is, and then they're able to find that information they need when those situations arise. Yeah. I could see when you step into this role, like really to get organized, why this was a big pain point and some of the things that stuck out. What were some of the other common questions you had in the beginning when you were in that discovery process with Sweet Process? Again, I think something that really can be navigated by various parties um, is really important with tech usage. Um, Some people feel really comfortable, others they don't. And so it needs to be a place where they can readily find things in a fairly easy way where it's not super tech related. Additionally, in a way where they can search something, find that information they need and be able to follow up with whoever the stakeholder is in that given situation or problem. Um, So I think that was really something that we were trying to do better at, because a lot of it is, are we giving our clientele or stakeholders the best response possible? And if we don't know what the information, typically that becomes difficult. But when we do know the information, we're able to give that customer service or that service excellence on a much better, higher threshold consistently because we're giving the same types of responses when we're conveying information. Yeah. And I want this to be valuable for listeners too. So I would love to hear of, this is a lot to attack at one time, right? There's so many, there's so many pieces of the organization and people and and people that touch it and they're, they're fragmented because that's just how the system works. And so if it could work for you, it could work for just one organization that's under one roof, but I'd love to hear, how did you start to implement sweet process and then, you know, kind of systematically attack this? Yep. Great question. I spent a lot of time first, just putting what we existed already in the platform, right? Starting with what do we have? I reached out to my central office departments, again, special education, for example, the bilingual department, got the information that they had and just started building it. It's kind of the first step. Additionally, I spent a lot of time just building the admin procedures within the platform, transferring all the data in the work over. After that, really trying to be intentional um, at facilitating our regular um, clerical or office professional meetings and or um, our building level assistant principal, dean, athletic director meetings. I'm involved in both of those. And so we made that always. It's a monthly piece of our agenda where we're working through sweet process. We're talking about updated admin procedures. We might be doing some scenarios. Um, where they have to problem solve a situation and then they have to read a relevant standard operating procedure or admin procedure through the platform to to solve that issue. So definitely isn't a one-time thing. We definitely make it a priority. We continue to use it. Um, And now I hear my principal saying, hey, I was searching in sweet process. I was trying to see, do we have an SOP on this? I couldn't find one, you know, and that's good that they're going to that first. They're starting to look. And then those are opportunities to say, nope, that doesn't exist. And yep, maybe that should be on our radar when it might not have been um, and those kinds of things. Nice. And so what has been, um, I guess, a big game changer for you in in using it? How has it changed maybe? someone else's job and how they do their job or yourself? Yeah, I definitely think with onboarding staff, it's really huge. Um, I, as a building principal, a lot of times had one of the easiest stories I can tell is had clerical staff that would overturn regularly or we'd have to onboard a new person. And really the day would be so crazy. I literally would say, 
sit by XYZ clerical or secretary and just kind of watch what they do and they'll help you. And that was really it. And that's not a great onboarding experience where now um, through the platform, we're able to give them a tool where they can do kind of some self-study in addition to our support and PD with it. Um, as a reference, where now they really are equipped with some ways to find the information that they need. Again, they they get a lot of parent asks and requests, and so they have a go-to instead of talking to so-and-so who might be there or, oh, we got to reach out with the person that was here before, um, but really a way to capture the work of the organization. Again, so if individuals leave, we still have the history and the information you know, that helps us continue to function as an organization. Yeah, so it seemed to streamline the onboarding in a big way. It also seemed to streamline customer service in a big way because anyone can answer it if it's in the portal. It doesn't have to be just the person who handled that that particular call. That is correct. And typically that helps because, again, we're getting back to someone in a more timely fashion. They're feeling more satisfied that they're getting a response earlier um, and those types of things. And our accuracy is typically better. Um, especially with process related from one building to the other, when you're talking that many different locations that we're giving a similar response or we're following a common process because a lot of our families have students in multiple schools. And when we don't do that, that creates confusion and those kinds of things. So it it definitely has helped to really get us on the same page um, in, in regard to a lot of the work that we do consistently. And so now that you've implemented it more and more, um, what else has it changed in your typical day besides the onboarding piece? I think that people just go to it as a resource regularly. A lot of our staff have it pinned on their dashboard, again, because they have to look at it readily. We're doing a lot, obviously, based on the context of this year with quarantining. and, and oh my God, and it's cra- it must be crazy with COVID. So proceed, yeah, so, new new COVID procedures itself, right? So it's helped with that because a lot of our, our forms and process and our parent communication and our health department communication, we've been able to use and build in the platform and share with like, we had a standard operating procedure for quarantining and we were able to use this and share it with a health department and they could see our work very readily. So mm. it really has helped with some ongoing things that we've always had apart, but just with the new ones. and then the accessibility to change it in a minute when, when information changes and it's not something that's stagnant and or outdated. Oh yeah. So it seems like it's also saved you time. Like maybe you spent time answering questions where now it's readily available and people don't have to come to you as much too. That definitely helps with that because it's at least a go-to starting place where people can read through it now that we have that knowledge base function, like a lot of different you know, websites have where they can get some of those questions answered. And then additionally, you know, following up if needed, but a lot of times that takes care of the information that they're looking for. Yeah. What's, um, and I know you had a lot to tackle and it seems like you've done a lot and, and, you know, any school, anyone in the school systems has a lot thrown at them in this past couple of years. Uh, It's probably been pretty insane. What's been, what's a next big goal for you and uh, in the school district and organization? Yep. We think we want to tackle some of our larger common handbooks next through um, the platform. Um, Our our current um, communication with parents for our district handbook is like a PDF or Google Doc. So starting to think through putting that in the platform again, so it can be readily accessible that if parents access a link, they can instead 
of reading a huge document that's 90, 100 plus pages, which no one looks through the whole thing, then you can say, oh, well, how are you handling athletics? Or what's your policy for this? And then they can, again, utilize that search function to more readily find the information that they need. Um, similarly, we have a very long teacher evaluation plan. And so being able to put that in there, the components, the relevant documents. So some of those handbook pieces that are larger and are less readable or accessible to people currently in their current format would be kind of some of our next steps within the platform. Love it. What's the, Sarah, what's the very next step? You know, this could be overwhelming because there's so much to do if someone's stepping in to start to document procedures and uh, it's definitely well worth it, but it can be overwhelming. What's the next step that someone listening should take to start to streamline operations? Yeah, I think definitely starting with what you already have, seeing what your people have. A lot of people have stuff, again, either that they've created, that they use, seeing what already exists and starting to document some of those things. You know, what's already out there that people are doing on a regular basis that if we were to have a team member out that we could use as a cross-training tool, you know, I think really starting with the assumption that there probably is a lot that you already have. And then some of it might just be the step one of getting it into the system. I think that's really probably the first step before you're trying to create new or overhaul a complete process. And really that's the best way to learn like what, what's already out there that we already have currently within our you know reach. It sounded like one of the things you did, which um, I picked up on, which sounded really like a, a really good methodology is it sounded like you also started with some categories, some folders, like you categorized, uh, you mentioned like HR, finance. How are you thinking about um, the procedures as far as categories go? Yep. I thought if we had a category concept, then if a principal had a question, Typically, they say, oh, if this is related to a student plan, then I would know this is probably related to the special education department. So I felt like it was a mechanism for staff, whether it be principal or clerical, if they have a type of question, we've set it up and organized it by a folder system in the knowledge base. Then they could go see, okay, I usually talk to this person or that department. Is there a guiding document in there? Is there an SOP? Um, and, and that would be a, a way that they could find the information more readily versus just an open search. They still can do an open search by topic, but that's a way to kind of narrow it down. Um, additionally, we function at district office and departments, um, the bilingual EL department, the special ed department, the HR department. And so again, a lot of those departments have different processes that they as the department may have been aware of, but the broader scope you know, of the organization might not have. And so it was a way for us to have a better understanding of how all the parts work together and being, again, readily accessible to people to be able to find in a more organized fashion. Yeah, I like that thinking of structuring as either categories or in your case, different departments. So people can not only, obviously there's a great searchability, but people can kind of go into certain areas if there's a department and, and get more information or build upon it. So, mm -hmm. um, Sarah, this has been great. I want to be the first one to thank you. Everyone check out Sweet Process, check out more episodes on the Process Breakdown show, and we'll see you next time. All Thanks, right, great. Sarah. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. 
Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. That's my